Hi everyone, this is Nellie. Thank you for tuning in today to my ministry, song, scripture, and my thoughts. Today is January 10th, 2023. Today's song recommendation is Press On by Selah. Today's scripture will be found in the book of Galatians, chapter 2, verse 20, and chapter 6, verse 9. Philippians, chapter 3, verse, verses 12 through 15. First Thessalonians, chapter 5, verses 16 through 18. First Timothy, chapter 6, verse 12. And we will end in Hebrews, chapter 12, verse 1. Today's message is titled, Pressing On. Before I get into scripture, I just want to mention that it is probably the hardest thing for people to do, to press on. It's not necessarily hard, but I don't know if difficult would be any... <laughs> any less of a word, but sometimes we just don't feel like pressing on. Sometimes we can just be just so discouraged or we've had a setback in, in something where we just would rather just stay still and press on and by staying still we stay in our dilemma this is in our thoughts our thoughts don't leave our our situation alone but scripture tells us over and over again to press on to get on with it things that we wish had never happened or things that we're going through we wish we weren't going through but God has a plan in everything and we may not see what that is what the result of that is until we meet him one day in heaven and we can ask him why did you have me go through that or whatever question you want to ask him we can ask but we have to press on now to with the strength in our faith through the situation we've been through or are going through with the strength in our faith to get to him one day to to be promoted to the place where isn't that where we want to go we want to be with him one day and so these scriptures are just going to instruct us to get out of our our situation and and keep pressing on keep pressing on every single day and just trust God in the battle trust God in everything but most importantly and this is something that I've had to do quite a bit I've had to give the problem to our Lord and Savior literally give it to him because if I hold on to something it just weighs and weighs and weighs me down and I think about it and I'm trying to 
fix it and, and resolve the issue all in my own strength. And it's it can be exhausting. And that's why the Bible, and it also tells us to let it go and to give it to, to the one that can handle it. And so, and sometimes I have to tell myself, I have, sometimes I have to give it to the Lord multiple times because I can give it to him and then, oh, grab it and take it back and try to solve it again in my own head. And I think I'm, that the Lord is just training me, training me to finally just say, you know what, no, I don't want a problem weighing on my heart or on my mind because it can make me not want to press on. So let's get started. Let's turn to the book of Galatians, chapter 2, verse 20. It says this, I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself up for me. Pause. Sometimes when I think about Christ on that cross, and I, I think, wow, how, why did he go through that? We on earth, we hate to suffer. <laughs> we just hate it. We hate any form of it. We'd rather not have any suffering, and we'd rather just be left alone, feeling good, and not having any problems in the world. And, but he, that was his purpose. That was his purpose, and he pressed on until he ended up on the cross. Why? To save us from our sins, so that we, if we believed on him, if we crucify ourselves along with him, our, our rotten self, our sinful self, crucify that all to the cross, and now we're living for Christ and by faith in the Son of God, where we can have positive thoughts of one day being where he, he said we were going to go. He conquered death. The greatest fear of, of all, he conquered. He died, as we read in the last message. He went to, into the heart of the earth for three days. He went down to hell, and he, he visited the people down there. On the, you know, he just didn't stay in his tombstone, behind that tombstone, for three days. No, he went to the heart of the earth to visit with all the people that were down there. And then he resurrected on the third day. And again, he stayed for 40 days to talk to the people. And then why? Because so then they could pass down that they saw his resurrected, the resurrected Christ and pass that information down to you and I. 
And now we live in the faith and the hope in the, in the Son of God. And one day we know that we will also resurrect and go and be with him. And we immediately go with him when we pass on from this world to the next. And that always can bring joy. But let's go to chapter 6, verse 9. It says this. Let us not lose heart in doing good. For in due time we will reap if we do not grow weary. Pause. Let's read it again. Let us not lose heart in doing good. For in due time we will reap if we do not grow weary. This verse, pause this verse, I personally struggle with. Because sometimes I think, oh gosh, not doing enough good for the kingdom. I could be doing more for the kingdom. And this, this ver verse speaks very loudly to me because I have to remember the second part of this verse. In due time, I will reap the benefits if I do not grow weary, because I can get weary. I can get weary. And I don't like feeling like that. Not I can't every day my my idea of doing good is bringing people into the kingdom of God. That's my idea of doing good. And sometimes I feel like I just, I'm not doing enough to bring people into the kingdom of God. And I can just get so weary. I can get become wearisome. And, and I don't like feeling that. So I'm going to read this particular verse a lot today. And I try to come on more often. Straight away today after... I finish with this message. I'm going to be doing a just a, a short little podcast on just my thoughts. And every now and again, I'm going to pick a subject and just talk about it. There won't be a song recommendation or any scripture. It's just going to be something that I just want to talk about. So look for that. I, I, I'm going to do a pilot episode for those that don't, that won't be listening to this episode. So I'm going to do a pilot episode explaining what I'm going to do. And then I'll follow that with a particular subject. And the thoughts will be candid and real. And, and anybody that has listened to any of my messages know my views. And it, it you know, they're going to be on subjects of the world that any, any random thing that's going on in the world, or it can be a topic such as weariness and just my thoughts on that, things like that. So that's coming. That's down the pike. 
Let's go to Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 through 15. says this, So then, my beloved, just as you have always obeyed, not as in, not as in my presence only, but now much more in the absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who is at work in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Do not, excuse me, do all things without grumbling and disputing, so that you will prove yourselves to be blameless and innocent. Children, of God above reproach in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you appear as lights in the world, holding fast the word of life so that in the day of Christ I will have reason to glory because I did not run in vain nor toil in vain. Pause. Because I fumbled my words, I'm going to reread the, these verses because they are so important. It's about pressing on, not letting the situation weigh you down, but pressing on. Do all things without grumbling or disputing so that you will prove yourselves to be blameless and innocent children of God above reproach in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you appear as lights in the world holding fast the word of life so that in the day of Christ I will have reason to glory because I did not run in vain nor toil in vain pause for me I have trouble with all things <laughs> doing all things without grumbling it's it's easy to feel feel like especially because i i don't always have the energy to to press on but to force myself to press on and i can grumble in doing the the little things. I have siblings that enjoy cleaning and I have to really push myself to get things done because I don't always feel well enough to get things done and that has to do with not having enough rest and whatnot but I can grumble and I hate when I grumble so I've got this is something where I I've got to this is an area that I have to work on you may think of things where you you can't do all things without grumbling or disputing and so we each have a little area perhaps to work on and we always have something to work on but this is going to give us scripture to press on out of our circumstances and press on to the goal which is to one day meet jesus and then it says so that you will prove yourselves to be blameless and innocent children of god above reproach in the midst of a perverse and crooked generation 
We have to appear lights in this perverse and crooked generation. We have to be blameless and innocent because, and the way we can do this is to hold fast to the word of God and not stray from his word, not go and agree with the people on what the people think is the right path and what the people think is not a sin when it is actually a sin. We have to, as children of God, we have to be blameless and innocent on these matters because God, ultimately, it's, it's an audience of one. We have to please God. We have to follow God. And it's not going to always, uh, we're not always going to be well received with the message of God. We're not going to always be well received in this crooked and perverse generation. But we have to continue to be the light of the world, lights of the world. And we have to hold fast to our Holy Bible. So in the day of Christ, we will glory because we did not run in vain. We did not side with the people. We, we pressed on and each step we took was towards God, not towards an, in agreeing with all the shenanigans of the world. Because it only gets worse. Let's turn to First Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 15 through 18 says this. Find my place here. See that no one repays another with evil for evil. But always seek after that which is good for one another and for all people. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Pause. There is so much evil in the world, but as individuals, we do not repay evil for evil. Instead, when the Lord gave his Sermon on the Mount, he said, Turn to him the other cheek also. Pray for your enemies. And he's also said, How easy it is to love who's easy to love. Those aren't the ones that I'm calling you to love. It's the ones that hate you. It's the ones that, that are doing evil towards you. Those are the ones that we are not to repay evil for evil, but we're supposed to pray for them. I've done this in my life several times, and it, and it works. The person, God deals with the person that's messing with me. And that's, God is the one that deals with evil. And then it says, we are to treat each other, all people, we're supposed to treat everybody good. But I love the last verse, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. It, there's that word all again. It's hard to give thanks in all situations. It's very easy to be thankful when something good is happening in your life, but then something bad happens and you're wondering, you know, okay God, I've been doing so good, why this? Why did you give me this? And so this, you know, underline this, this verse, 
because even in the prayer of the Our Father, it's God's will, not ours. So it's God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Everything, and, and God, ha God does tell us that things will happen to strengthen our walk with God, to, to build our faith, to build our trust. Even if something bad happens, to continue pressing on because... He has the situation in the palm of his hands. It's his will, not ours. And we have to think about what he's doing in our, our lives. What does God want to do with me through this situation is how I always view things. And a lot, a lot of the times, to be real, I wish God hadn't done certain things. <laughs> not necessarily in my life, but in others. You know, I think, ah, oh, why did my sister have to pass away? Things like that. But I also believe that it was her time, and before she passed, she gave her life to God, and now she's in heaven. And this, these things that happen, it, if it's his will, I have to just trust and believe that he has a better plan he had a better plan for her, and he had a better plan for me, and that was always his goal to strengthen me, to keep me pressing on. We are going to turn to 1 Timothy, chapter 5, sorry, chapter 6, verse 12, says this. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called. And you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Pause. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called. Pause. Press on. Fight the good fight of faith. If we remember to do this, that everything in God's will is happening to strengthen us, I've only grown in my faith through circumstances that haven't always felt pleasant. I've grown through my faith through pain, through all kinds of situations, but each time I look to God to help me through it, he helps me to press on. I don't look to the situation and draw away from God. I have never done that. I will always and have always, in my opinion for myself, I have fought the good fight of faith. Because for me, I take hold of the eternal life that, that awaits me. And it says, to which you were called. And you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. In other words, everybody that knows me knows that I like to talk about God. These are my witnesses that God is my number one in every matter. There, There's a lot of songs that say, God, you're first. Or, God, you're my love. You're the love of my life. You're... And I love those songs because he is my number one. If I don't have that relationship with God in check, everything else is 
everything else can go wrong. If I keep my eyes on Jesus and press on towards him because I know my eternity is with him, it's not with the other people. If I, if I continue that mindset, but also because my eyes are on him, I can handle and love the people around me with forgiveness and love and not repay evil for evil and things like that. It can give me the good characteristics, the good fruits of the spirit if I have my eyes on Jesus because I always have my eternity in my sight. That's how I can press on and can step, you know, with one step at a time, I press on and follow Jesus. And it, I hope that you will do that also. We're going to end in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, which says this, Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. I'm going to read verse 2. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Pause. We lay aside every encumbrance and every sin which entangles us. And who's always in the mess of that entanglement? The devil and his crew are always trying to entangle us. Find it's important to put up the shield of faith that thwarts, that extinguishes all the arrows of the evil one. Where God doesn't let him let those arrows hit us because we're we're well armored we are well armored and so we don't get entangled with the enemy so we don't let the enemy get in our ear and saying see 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 what he's doing see what god's doing why do you follow god that's allowing that no don't listen to the enemy that entangles us and and grips us with fear and doesn't allow us to press on no snip 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 all of that all of that mess up and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us we press on with endurance the race that is set before us and we fix our eyes on Jesus the author and the perfecter of faith with every situation he gives us he is the author and perfecter of faith each time he gives us something, he's perfecting our faith. And ultimately, that is all that should matter. It's all that should matter is that he is perfecting us with every situation he gives us. And we press on and we keep marching on because He endured the ultimate, the ultimate death on that cross. Jesus Christ pressed on. He fulfilled his mission. And if we look at our lives the same way, we press on to fulfill the mission of, which is the Great Commission, 
and we can't let our trials and tribulations keep us down. We just keep going towards the goal, and that goal is Jesus Christ. He endured a lot. He endured a lot. But he completed his mission. He did it for you and I. We, we don't have the weight of sin anymore. We... He's taken that off of our plate, and that's the big that's the biggest whopper that we have. He died and paid the price for our sins, but we don't have that weight weighing us down, so we shouldn't stay down. And we just keep going. If you can't walk, wheel yourself. If you can't walk, you press on in your mind and you keep going that way. There's a lot of different ways of pressing on. It's just remember who the real enemy is and remember who, who we're pressing on to reach. And in, in between where we're at and where God's at, we press on and we keep preaching the Word of God. That, to me, is pressing on. I'll go ahead and end there. All the glory to God. All the glory to God. Much love to all. Until next time. Bye.